Good morning, and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Jared Pollard, and I am the Youth and Worship Pastor here at Abundant Life Church. This podcast is intended to impart faith and courage for us to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. We truly believe that the best is yet to come. Good morning, and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We're going to continue doing interviews of some of the pastors and leaders that we've met at Pastors University. It's been awesome. Today, we're actually doing an interview with a guy who's not a pastor. So this will be a little bit different, but still amazing. I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, uh, We're really excited to have Jeremy Moore with us. And Jeremy uh, is from the San Diego, California area. What's what's the name of your community, actually? So where I live is Carlsbad, California. Okay. And and I'm here to tell you that um, I... I tried every tool and every technique that I had to get a rise out of Jeremy from being from California, and I did not succeed. I, I, there's not a single time I got the hair on the back of his neck to raise or to, or to really give me a lash out response no. or none of that. So he, Well, let's see if we can make it happen now. Let's see. I'm, I'm unshakable faith. I'm what is going on in California? What? The harvest is plentiful. Right? There we go. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Jeremy, would you just tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do? Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, um, as Ben said, my name is Jeremy Moore. I actually run businesses. Uh, right now, I, I'm the CEO of a company that takes care of women going through cancer treatment and alopecia, um, pre- uh, providing them with alternative hair or, or a wig is, is the other way to say it. Um, I happen to be involved um, quite heavily with my church in Carlsbad, California. That church is named Coastline. Our senior pastor's name is Aaron Jane. Um, I help sort of orchestrate some of the systems and the behind-the-scenes stuff in an unofficial capacity and just really felt blessed to have the opportunity to come to Pastors University as the one person that isn't a pastor and be able to receive some of the training and practical knowledge that can be imparted from Larry Soxdale over the 50 years that he's been in ministry. All right. You know, if, if you're with Abundant Life, you may actually get to meet this guy mm-hmm. in person because we're talking about bringing him in to, uh, to teach us uh, some about small groups. Let's go with that just a little bit. Tell us about your background in small group cells, if you, however you want to phrase it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so my small group experience um, started out at uh, Saddleback Church where I learned how the small group systems worked, went through the, the proper training in, in small groups there. Um, had an opportunity with my current church where our executive pastor had left and we sort of created a team to, to figure out how we can increase the participation in small groups. That team sort of dwindled. It became sort of me. Um, and, and I borrowed from several resources, um, obviously being super connected to Church of the Highlands and ARC and, and the Grow Network. Um, was able to take some of their resources along with what we had already created. Um, had some calls uh, with uh, the small groups pastor over at North Coast, uh, led by Larry Osborne, um, learned from them a bit. So just really kind of put everything together in a blender and, and sort of uh, stayed mindful of our DNA um, so I could deliver really some small group leadership training and some structure to our church uh, so it could benefit the members. We could create um, more opportunity for people to be in life-giving environments because 
uh, we believe that life change happens in the context of relationships. So uh, we've been focusing and pouring into that, and we've seen some some tremendous fruit and participation from that. That's awesome. Now, I, you know, if it's okay with you, Jeremy, I think I'd like just to kind of go this direction um, and, and, and stay on small groups just a little bit. Sure. You're a family man, and yeah. uh, and uh, how many kids you got? I've got three kids. I've got a daughter that's five, and then two boys, three and one. Oh, man. what fun. And do I have it right that... You were introducing Star Wars, or one of those kids was it? Wasn't there a Star Wars story? Yeah, there's there? a Star Wars story. So, so before this whole COVID thing happened, we we picked up the flu and we tested positive for the flu. So I think it was the flu and not COVID. <laughs> um, but uh, I've got a, I've got a little Murphy bed in my office, so my my son's got some immunodeficiencies. Um, so I, I I slept with him while we both kind of went through the flu and introduced him into the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. So so the child was the <laughs> hook, and so now there's this. Yoda, that's yeah. coming into my message this Sunday. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. well get ready, everybody, <laughs> because the baby Yoda's cute, and you'll be able to hook your kids uh, for, for, for times to come and, awesome. and, and bring them into Star Wars. So, yeah, we, we just started with episode one. We made it about halfway through, so hopefully I can keep this trend going despite my wife. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, Star Wars and the gospel are kind of... Pretty close. Oh, you can preach. You can preach. You can preach the gospel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> that was not the movie series. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Trust the force, Luke. So let me start with uh, what has small groups meant to uh, to you and your family? Just just start personal. Yeah. So I mean, I think. Um, when it comes to small groups, my, my main heart initially was for men's ministry um, because I, I am a firm believer that um, when you can transform a family because of the, the man being the head of the whole household and the spiritual leader of the family, um, you can see incredible transformation in that family. You look at that from a multiplicative perspective, and if you can transform many men's lives, you can see a community transform. Wow. And my hope is that, that we see a revival that comes out of a community somewhere because of men's lives being transformed. So, so I, I was blessed uh, at Saddleback for some time under, under somebody named Kenny Luck, uh, who's a men's pastor over there, an incredible man of God, and uh, had the opportunity to launch... Um, a model men sort of beta test at, yes. at my church with with um, one of my my Bible study groups, and uh, we kind of expanded it out and multiplied that, and it's kind of bent become the DNA of our men awesome. of our church. So we started there, um, obviously being able to to coach men in integrity and and all of the other lessons that that Pastor Larry teaches through the Model Men series. Um, it's, it's a blessing not only for those men, but it's a blessing to myself too to see that life change happen um, within men. And we're talking about some seriously complicated issues um, that had me reaching out to resources that are far more capable than me mm-hmm. with some of the challenges that I, mm-hmm. we were facing. Yeah. Um, I think so. So that's kind of where where my heart started. And then it moved into marriage. My wife and I have been very intentional with our marriage. So um, we've actually. Um, taken marriage groups through freedom curriculum um, from from Church of the Highlands in a small group context. Uh, in a small group, yeah, yeah, okay. kind of come together for worship and then split apart, um, awesome. so that you can keep that confidentiality there. Um, we were going to take. We've got some some uh, content that we work through couples with. Um, based around something called the pain and peace cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool stuff. Um, unfortunately, COVID hit. Our plan was to disciple these, these this family for a year, first through freedom, set them free of the bondage and the sin mm-hmm. um, that had been caused by them or, or, or to them in the past, and then allow them to walk in that truth, knowing who their identity is, which mm-hmm. is so foundational for this marriage series. 
so that's really where, where our heart is and it's just really kind of taken on different forms that's over awesome. the years and, and just it's incredible that the Lord would, would choose someone like me to, to be able to help people be discipled and, and watch them change their lives and watch their family get restored from, from pretty desperate places. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, by the way, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you hear some background noise, that's because we are in like a, a dormitory <laughs> atmosphere, the, the cabins kind of thing. and uh, Everybody's hanging out. And everybody's hanging out. That's just, the, and that's and just the line out. of pastors that we're going to interview. That, that's the line that's of exactly. pastors that are going to do these interviews. So you might hear some mumbled voices in the background. You know, that's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Jeremy, can you talk about small groups um, now understandably everybody's been torn apart in COVID but let's assume in COVID didn't exist um, what what do small groups look like in the current church that you're in what size of the church that you, you have first or that so, you're, you're in so our church is somewhere between a thousand and twelve hundred people okay. okay so what did pre-COVID or maybe in COVID I'm not sure but I know COVID's messed things up but what did small groups look like what, tell, tell us what, what that would look like in your church so there are well the way that we roll it out we have a we have a small groups weekend um and we connect people to the various groups that we have so we've got the women's ministry the men's ministry and they've got supporting um courses and that they go through we have the freedom curriculum which is incredibly powerful um, culminating in a, at a freedom retreat on the weekend uh, which is a powerful experience with the holy spirit um, we have what we call um, free market groups, which can be, you know, a bunch of guys, let's go find the best wings in San Diego. And we talk about, we talk about Jesus. Um, we have a surfing group, um, because, you know, we are in Southern California and we're very close to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it takes on different forms, um, as well as the marriage ministries that, that I've mentioned. Um, and, and what we've recently launched, uh, through our kingdom builders program, um, are some kingdom builder small groups for the business leaders of our church. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, you know, in the United States, small groups has been a challenge for years now. Now, in the rest of the world, the um, large portions of the church are built on small groups. Mm-hmm. But in the United States, it's like if you've got, you know, 30 to 50% of your people in small groups, that's considered a wild success, right? So why do you think small groups are the future or, you know, or do you do you think that small groups are the f- future of the American church? Why do you think they're so important for us? So, I think first of all, it allows that that relationship to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when you look at the Book of Acts, right, that that's how church was done in these small group settings. Um, so, so I think that that's incredibly important, right? Um, there's the biblical foundation for small groups. I think the other part is. You know, you can come and go on Sundays. Uh, I mean, before before I started getting much more involved in my church, I was there for two years. My wife and I got in, got out, got in our car, and really until the Lord started working more in us and we realized that you can actually do things within your church when you have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where there we sort of had this heart change to, to be a little bit more involved. Um, and the relationships that blossom from that are incredible. So... I think you can get lost, especially as a church grows. It's a way that, that you can continue to stay connected. You're not necessarily always going to be able to receive um, your senior pastor when you need him, right? Mm. Uh, but you know that you've got five men and women that you can reach out to that are in your small group that's just awesome. about every week. That's amazing. So you, it, there's this sense of community that's really hard to replicate. 
And, and I think, you know, from coming from California, Jesus is still in California. He's just, <laughs> he's just not everywhere. Uh, so, so I think that part of it, you know, we're as a culture there, a subculture there, we're so wrapped up in ourselves. And we don't make time for church like um, people do in the South. It's not a weekend thing. It's a when I have time for it thing. Mm, yeah. So this gives people the opportunity to, <laughs> to, to be able to select when it's convenient for them uh, to be able to be in relationship with people and continue to receive um, that relationship and that connection as well as be able to go through some pretty life-changing curriculum. That's awesome. We told you we were in a dorm. Well, yeah, yeah. Somebody came. In, another pastor came and knocked on the door. I, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> they're so, just they're just waiting in line. They are. They are. They are. They are. That's hilarious. That's right. uh, so hey, let me let me just give you just a couple more things. Couple, sure. A couple more uh, softballs to hit. Have yeah, yeah. That's fine. So um, your church is pre-COVID was twelve hundred. Now you, you got that many online. You're doing great. Still fine. That's good. Um, small groups a let your church grow to whatever size it's supposed to grow to. And it doesn't matter because people are in relationship. Yeah. I'm hearing you say that, right? Yeah, actually, we, we actually increase the number of small group offerings. I mean, to be able to have that, that Zoom setting has, has made it more convenient. Not necessarily as desirable, but I think what we're noticing is the, the, the heart need and the encouragement that people desire right now is actually stronger. Mm -hmm. um, so that small group setting gives that platform for people to be heard and be in relationship with other people. I want to I want to close with one final thought that was quite. You mentioned it to me, so it's just kind of a repeat for the in the podcast here. But uh, if you've got small groups functioning like they're supposed to, your 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 saints, your faithful are in your small groups. That frees you up for your Sunday service to be about lost people. Absolutely. I mean, take take that ball and just run with it just a little ways. And, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, I think it really comes down to the, to the Great Commission, right? Uh -huh. um, our job is to save people, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's what our Sunday services at Coastline Church exists for, for the unsaved. Mm -hmm. And it allows us to be able to reach people with the message of the gospel um, and allows people to go deeper during their small group setting, whether it be um, the one type of small group I didn't mention a whole lot. It's wildly successful in some church circles is the, the sermon-based small group. So you can chew on that all week as mm -hmm. well too. So that's another opportunity should someone want to go a little bit deeper since the message is geared toward the person that hasn't yet um, had a relationship with Jesus. Um, there's a lot more to unpack should there be a group that would desire to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's really um, the component and the DNA of our church is to get lost people saved, get them to know Jesus, and allow that life change to happen as we work through that funnel and get them funneled into small groups so they can experience what some other people have experienced. And the one last thing that I'll mention is the importance of, of leadership development. Right? So a lot of people get really comfortable on their seat in church and they have lost that fire for whatever reason. 
um, they may not want to change um, and they might be a little bit hesitant to change. But that's where I feel my senior pastor has done a phenomenal job encouraging them to get a little uncomfortable. They're far more qualified than they ever would imagine. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a theologian. You need to love God and you need to love people. That's the number one requirement for a leader. And these people that have been sitting in church for 40 years and they're not quite convinced that they're able to serve the Lord in this capacity are far more qualified than, than they would give themselves credit for mm-hmm. So I think that was probably one of the biggest revelations that I had through this process. And I would encourage anybody that's got it on their heart to, to start a small group, um, to, to really pray about it and, and see what the Lord reveals to them. Um, would you pray for us? Sure. And, and, absolutely. And, and I know it's a podcast, but people will be listening to this, you know what I'm saying? And so, so pray, pray for our listeners and pray for us that, uh, that, and that we'd be, a church strong in small groups and strong in evangelism. Would you do that? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much uh, for Ben and Jared. I love these men, these great men of God. I ask that you would give their church a supernatural blessing, that you would give a new heart to some of, some of their people to be able to be in relationship with others that they might not think that they could be in relationship with, that there would be an anointing that would come upon some of them to take leadership positions that they would not be feel qualified for. But God, we know that it's not, it's not the called that you prepare, but it is the preparation so that they feel that they are called. Yes. We thank you, Jesus, for all of your love that you pour upon these men, the way that they want to serve you, God, the community that they want to reach for the people that have not yet been touched, that you would give them an opportunity to come into the, to your house, Jesus, mm-hmm. that you would give them the opportunity to receive the love that we've all received and that you would give them the blessing so that they could be saved mm-hmm. and you, they would be able to experience eternity at the right hand with you as co-heirs in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for Abundant Life Church and what you're doing there in Springfield, Missouri. We thank you, God, for these men and uh, their hearts for your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeremy. That's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. ALC is moving forward, and we are having in-person services. Join us at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings for worship, teaching, and fellowship. Community has been our lifeline during the pandemic, and our house churches are continuing to meet. For more information about our services, live streams, and house churches, please visit our website at Abundant.us.